What's up, everybody? This is Mind Your Money with Miss Be Helpful, a show that highlights people and stories that will inspire you to get your money right. All right. Welcome, Julie. What's going on? Hi. I'm so happy to be here. Thank you for inviting me on. Yes. No, honestly, after we did Hella Helpful, I was like, oh my goodness. Like, this is, I just felt like so inspired to keep on doing more content and to keep on like going with, with what we were doing. And after I did the series for Women in Personal Finance on Instagram, I was like, oh my God, I already have a list of incredible women right here. Let me just start with that. So yeah. thank you for making the time yes. to like just come here and just chat with me. So and I feel was- like we were so energized by Hello Helpful. It was probably the best time that Berna could have picked. Shout out to Berna because seriously, everything was kind of like happening so quickly around us with, uh, you know, coronavirus and everything that's happening. So it was just a great time for us to come together and provide, you know, useful things for everyone mm-hmm. to kind of still stay calm and, and continue with what we have to do, you know? Yeah, because there's so much noise. Like, I feel like right now, especially um, in the thick of coronavirus, there's so much in the news. Like, everything in the news is about the cases going up and, oh my goodness, and are, what you should do with your money. And, and I just felt like some of that is not relevant to first-generation, low-income, and, and people of color. Like, I think sometimes it can be applicable, but it's not always a one-size-fits-all. And I so it was so nice to just come in a room with other low-income, first-gen kids and just be like, yo, like, what is what, what is it that we need? need to think about doing for our situation because it's slightly different. Well, oftentimes we have our families to support. We have less uh, wealth to deal with. We have more debt. You know, a lot of times things like that, like kind of make us different. So it was nice to just have like our private little forum <laughs> that was like, yeah, I absolutely. Cool. I agree because it's true. We hear so many things and there's so much news out there and it's always about how do you disseminate all of that and kind of figure out what's going to work best for you. So I think that that's yes. the purpose of Hello Helpful. And I think that all the content that you create on Miss Be Helpful and the things that we're putting out, it's really geared for people like you and me, for our yeah. communities. Yeah. So I appreciate everything that you do. And thank you of so course. much for for inviting me to have this fun combo. <laughs> yes. Okay. So let's jump into the fun combo. I got two fun questions to just to start that are like just for fun. And then, of course, I want to like get into your background and learn more about Investing Latina and the platform that you started, et cetera, et cetera. So let's just start first with like really fun question that I want. Like it's just for, uh, out of curiosity for me that I want to know this, but I'm, <laughs> I'm sure like people listening and watching will probably want to know too. Um, all right. So what what if you could think off the top of your head of one of the most expensive purchases or the most expensive purchase that you ever made that you regret to this very day, you wish that you didn't spend all that money. Um, what was that purchase? What was that thing? Okay. So I think that one of my biggest purchases, like something that was super, super expensive that I bought, like with my own money after I felt like I was a big girl, it was a pair of Louboutin shoes. And I spent like over $1,300 for them. It was so expensive and I bought and I just fell in love with them. I saw them on sax.com and I was just like, this is it and I can do it. And I had been working. So I was like, you know, I work hard for my money. I could do it. And I bought them Mm -hmm. and yes, they were great, but it was way too much money for me to spend on shoes. Now I'm so much smarter when it comes to shoes Mm -hmm. and buying things. Like I look for all of the deals online. I use Mm -hmm. coupons. Like it's just stuff that I didn't really think about before back then that now yeah. that I'm much more conscious about where I really want to spend my money and spending my money on things that I value yeah. um you know I think about more and consider so that was yeah. that was one thing that I regret because really I can't I couldn't there oh I'll explain them so they're like 
six inches high. They have oh, a yeah. huge platform. Mm -hmm. And they're mm -hmm. leopard. <laughs> oh, everybody so, knows about the Louboutin. Everybody knows. J Lo has that song. <laughs> J Lo has that song. Uh, that my Louboutins. I'm throwing on my Louboutins, right? She, <laughs> everybody knows about these Louboutins with the red bottoms, right? Even Cardi has a song like with the red bottoms. Everybody knows what they are. But are you willing to spend a month's worth of rent on one pair of them? Julie was. So Julie, wait, you because I think I think for context though, because Julie, you have a specific background that I feel like kind of if you didn't know, it might not um, you know, like it might not make sense, right? It's like, oh, this crazy girl spent a thousand three hundred dollars on a pair of shoes, like she's crazy. But you know, Julie, talk about a little bit about your background. Like you studied fashion, right? You you went to FIT. So maybe that um coming into a career in fashion maybe put this extra pressure on you that you had to wear certain brands, that you had to look a certain way because you're in fashion in the fashion industry. I imagine how many other young you know, beyond young Latinas, but young women, young men in general that go into fashion and feel that pressure. Maybe that's why, maybe why you did that. I don't know. Maybe you could talk to it. I'm not, I don't want to put words yeah. in your mouth. No, yeah. it totally is. And you got it. That's hundred percent what happened. I mean, I've been in the fashion industry for about 16 years now, which sounds wow. like crazy because in my mind, I'm still like a young person. <laughs> I know, I right? And I'm like, wait a second. It's been a while. Um, but I, I went to the high school of fashion here in New York. I uh -huh. went to FIT. I studied design and I studied merchandising and I've worked with Ralph Lauren himself, which is one wow. of like my career highlights. And um, it's always been about like the glamour that you see in the fashion industry. Right. And that's something that yep. has always kind of like influenced the way that I spend money, or at least it did at the beginning when I didn't really uh, kind of grasp a lot of these other concepts and, mm -hmm. and grasp the importance of uh, prioritizing what you value in life. So yeah. I, I, it was part of just like that glamour life that I was living. I was spending crazy money and, and that's something that actually led me to fall into a lot of debt, which yep. is part of this story that I try to share with others so that I could hopefully inspire people to not go down that same road. Or even if mm -hmm. you are experiencing that, which you know, it's normal. Obviously, I it happened to me. It happens right. to my. It's happened to my friends. It's right. happened to my family members. Like we experience it. But I think that it's always a matter of how do you recover from that, and how do you exactly. figure exactly. out um, why you're doing these things, right? So for me, yeah. like you mentioned, it was about living this glamorous life and trying to keep up with everyone else around me, and just you know, it, it's something that I enjoy. Fashion, I've yeah. always been passionate about, and I will always have. A very strong passion for it like I love that business it's still what I do to this day I consult within that business and but I you have to kind of separate sometimes what your passions are and what you are going to spend all of your coins on <laughs> that part that part right there okay wait so now I want to do the, the flip side the opposite of that question which is a time that you spent a lot of money, like crazy amount of money, but to this day, you're glad you did it and you don't regret that purchase. It was like a purchase that you're like, thank goodness I spent all that money because it was worth it. What is that purchase for you? That purchase is the first time that I maxed out my IRA. Oh so my I goodness. Know. Look at oh that. Look at that. I'm putting, at the time <laughs> it was, it was $5,500. Now it's yes. higher, the, yeah. the limit that you could put on it. And mm -hmm. I maxed it out and I was like, oh my God, I can't believe I'm spending all this money on 
finance stuff. Seriously, <laughs> so you could have got you could have got four pairs of Louboutins with that much money. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. I could have definitely had gone out and bought tons of shoes with that, oh but I decided God. to really spend that money, and you know, it was a it was a big chunk of money, and I was like, you know, this is something that's going to benefit me. This is money that's going to grow yeah. in the market, and this yes. is part of like you know what's important in life for you to really try to find uh, a balance into what are you going to spend money on and enjoy mm -hmm. and what are you going to kind of delay gratification on so that you can put money into the market, invest it in one way or another, whether it's the market, whether it's real yeah. estate, whatever, a business, you know, we have to make these sacrifices. That's and right. I think um, being able to, to manage those two things um, can be hard, but mm -hmm. you are very proud at the end of it you know when yeah. you're yeah. when you see that account go up and you know and you see that the sacrifices that you've made years ago are now paying off yes that is so true because i feel like i had that same experience when i wasn't investing just yet because i had a lot of debt back in like 2015 but i started just saving and every time i would see my account go up i would be like okay see when i missed out on brunch last weekend i felt like i, I was like a loser and i wasn't gonna be in on the fun and oh my goodness i was so mad and upset and then when i see the balance go up like another 150 dollars i'm like oh wait this is this is a good thing because i would have spent that money in one day doing brunch and drinks and bottomless and whatever and now I can actually see that incremental growth in my account. It makes me feel good. So like you got to kind of think of the, the yes, there's going to be like a little FOMO, but at the end of the day, you have to think about what is it that you, what's the opportunity cost? Yeah, you had to experience a little FOMO, but for what benefit? It was for your financial benefit. So you kind of got to end up thinking of it that way. I, I mean, I feel like, but yeah, everybody, everybody's different, right? Everybody's a little different the way they think about it. Yeah, so, and I uh, think that once you start, though, like you mentioned, when you see that account just ticker up little by little, mm -hmm. it inspires you more. It motivates you. It kind of yeah. makes you – it takes time, I think, to really understand the concept of what it is to be financially uh, mm -hmm. stable and to uh, invest in many different ways. But I think that once you're there, that's – you know, you, you kind of never mm -hmm. turn, turn back. You just that's become right. that investor – that you yep. always dreamed of becoming. <laughs> yeah, because what you can't you can't go back in time and unlearn what you've learned. Now it's kind of like you know before when you were out here dropping thirteen hundred dollars on a pair of Louboutins, that's because you didn't really know that you that money could have been you know put to so much of a better use in the long run, and you were just thinking and focusing on right now, right now, right now. But now that you know, you can't erase you can erase that knowledge out of your brain. So now you're ha you having to behave in a way where you actually incorporate that new knowledge that you have and you apply it to your life, and so. Yeah. I mean, it, it, it makes so much sense to me, but okay. Yeah. I would, and I would, it's about like building, I think those habits, right? I, once yes. you, if you're, if you're on a roll of doing kind of like being, um, in a negative space and you just kind of start shopping just to kind of feel better or things like that, which, you know, I, I have to acknowledge that it's, I have that done that. Done. I have done know? that. And you're yes. just like, oh, I want to feel a little bit better about yep. this rough day yep. that I had. Or it could even be the opposite. Like, oh, the day was so great. Let me celebrate. Yes. But it, those are habits that we kind of uh, establish and we kind of we do it sometimes subconsciously without even realizing it. Yep. So yep. it's about self-reflection. I think yes. when it comes to personal finance, if you can take the time to really self-reflect on who you are mm -hmm. as a person and look at what the things that you've done, what are those things that you are repeating that's really how exactly. you exactly pause and then grow only from looking back
Yep, I love that. I I 100% agree. Like that that is I couldn't have said it better myself. Um okay, so let's take us back to um a little bit to the point where you were spending $1300 on shoes. You you had all these name brand dresses, clothes, outfits and that was just like the life you were living and all of a sudden something had to change. Was there like a moment, like a specific moment or an incident, an event, a book, a show, a person was there something that was really like the catalyst for your change to become a, a more reflective person, the kind of person who would create a brand like Investing Latina? Like, what was the thing that made you change? Um, so I think that um, in hindsight, there were a lot of different things that kind of pay, uh, came into play. Mm -hmm. um, many years ago, uh, in 2013, my mm -hmm. dad became sick. And mm -hmm. that was kind of, I think... There were so many things going on at the time, and it, it was hard to to even think about things as they were all happening, since it was happening all so quickly. But in hindsight, I realize now, and this is something that I just kind of recently noticed, that how much of an impact that really had on me in terms of getting my my act together from a financial mm -hmm. standpoint. Um, you know, I, we come from a family of my mom is one of eleven, and my dad is one of for and wow. we've always had each other Ooh. it's not like we, we we've never been rich people but we've all of my family has always had entrepreneurial spirit and they've had many companies and they've uh you yeah. know really worked hard coming from Dominican Republic and then being here in New York and New Jersey and just, awesome. just trying to figure out this new life here in the U.S. Um, yeah. but we, so, so we've always had each other right and I think that when that moment came and my dad became ill, it kind of, it was a moment where I realized, you know, you may not have a support system in the future. You know, mm. you're very lucky to have this now and to have family that looks out for you and can help and support each other, but this may not always be the case. So how right. could you, uh, you know, continue to live the life that you're living, kind of like this fun, fashion, you know, life, glamorous life, um, without considering that. Yep. I think that was kind of the beginning. And again, this is like, this is something that I've never shared before. And it's something that, uh, only recently I really kind of, uh, realized in hindsight right. and, and right. then noticing kind of like the impact that I had. And I think I, from then on, you know, I just kind of became a little bit more mature and I realized yeah. that these material things are not important to me. Yeah. I like them. They're fun. And it's part of the work that I do nine to five and my regular in my regular career, but it doesn't have to define me. Right. So I think that yeah. we, a lot of times as humans, we find identity in the work that we do. Mm -hmm. um, and it is, it can be a good thing, but you have to also be careful that it doesn't go to the extreme of being a bad thing that can impact you in negative ways. Yeah. So that was kind of the beginning where I was just kind of, I started to kind of change things around and I had all this debt. I really felt crushed by it. And I'm mm -hmm. like, how could this be? How could this be me? You know, I'm someone that has gone to school. I graduated. I'm, you know, first in my family here to be, to get a degree. Like, how can I be this irresponsible? Right, right. Um, and so was, it all, that, was it all the debt that you had? Was it all credit card debt from shopping? Okay. Yeah, that makes it sense. Was all that makes a lot of sense. Consumer debt. Yeah. I graduated from school thanks to my parents with no student loan debt. Yeah. Um, which is a blessing. 
you know, Absolutely. not everyone can say that. And right. um, I, I had that privilege. And unfortunately, a couple years after graduating, I had all this consumer debt like tens of thousands of dollars of debt that I had just accumulated from doing crazy fun things, like not only shopping, but traveling, you know, mm-hmm. seeing, seeing yep. the world. You know, I'm like, okay, I'm free. I'm finally done with school. I can, I can yep. do whatever I want with my free time yep. and brunch. You know how, how brunch, the brunch lifestyle in New York and probably Girl. LA and all other cities Girl. can get a little crazy. Brunch got, me. brunch got me. It was, it was brunch shopping, like in New York, like you go to Soho, you go, you know, anywhere, when, whenever, you know, there's like a main shopping area, like, and that's the thing to do, forget about it. It's like, it's brunch, it's shopping. And then there's so many things outside of that to do here that it's just like, it never ends. Like you could go to the movies, you can go see a live show, Broadway, you can go to the Yankees game, you can go see a theater. You can, I mean, it's just like, it never ends. New York is literally like a playground for 20 something year olds to just run and go and do always have something to do. And that was for me, that was like the bad thing. Cause I never knew when to stop. Like I never knew when to say, I cannot, I can't do that. Like that particular event is too expensive. Or I've already went to the movie three times like I can't go to the movies four times this month that's once a week and movie tickets and all those snacks is it gets expensive and right. I just didn't know like when to say no, ja, no. oh no. that is a very good point but I did mm-hmm. I know that you went to brown hey yeah. <laughs> shout out to, to brown and you moved back to New York after graduating, right? Yeah. So was yeah. that a big transition for you? Yeah. Like, yeah. or was it similar in the way that the lifestyles were like when you were in school? And no, 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 no. Yeah. If you, if you, if you think about like four years in Providence at Brown, it, it is nothing like New York. Like the thing is, you know, I grew up in New York city. So like, of course, when you're growing up here, you're, you're a kid in the city. So yeah. you, I mean, you can go to the park, you maybe go to a movie, but you're not really out in the city, li- like living like a 21 year old going bar hopping, brunching, having parties. I mean, you don't do that when you're a kid. So even though New York city was like available to me when I was a child, my parents didn't really take me to many places. I, we always kind of stayed in Brooklyn and didn't really go that to that many places. So I didn't really experience New York City until I came back from Brown, until I came back. And in Providence, yes, there were like, you know, I would go to Boston for like a weekend trip or go like dancing or, or go to parties on campus. But it was nothing like having New York City available to you at your fingertips. Everything's open 24-7. In Providence, everything closed at 10 p.m. You'd be lucky if you find something open at 1 a.m. Like everything closes early. <laughs> <laughs> forget you know when I came back to New York City it was like oh I was 20 20 21 or 22 and I could and I had a paycheck coming in so I felt like oh the money's always coming and that was the problem is that I never really had anyone to sit down and explain to me that concept that you said which is right now you feel like you have you ha- you can depend on that check coming every time or you feel like you could depend on your family but you actually have to prepare yourself to be self-sufficient to be independent because if that check is gone if you lose your job if you lose your parents if you you know any whatever sort of thing that you depend on if it's gone from one day to the next then you're screwed you're screwed because you rely on that so like you have to build yourself into a life that you don't need to rely on anything for yourself to sustain yourself in terms of where you're going to live, where you're going to eat, how much you need to spend on your bills. Those things should not need to come from someone else. You should be able to figure out a way to like create a life where you can, you know, um, sustain yourself in those ways. And I wasn't thinking like that. I was just paycheck to paycheck right. on my credit card, you know? So yeah. yeah I and think I think mind, that mind's like that lifestyle creep, right? That we sometimes talk about and it's yes. you you don't really see it until 
maybe afterwards when you realize it but I think that as soon as like I started getting a a steady check after graduating and it was you know it was the first time that I really had this salary job and I was doing something Mm -hmm. that I loved and I was just having so much fun it was just such a happy moment in my life that it was just kind of like oh you know I can enjoy now I can have fun I can do the things that I couldn't do before um but it it was a matter of how do I take it slow? And I hope that from like people that are listening to this right now, if you're in a situation where you kind of go, it's 180, like you go from not having a check at all to suddenly having this huge check because you're at a new job and, right. and working so in your career, like that, what, how can you navigate that? And I think that my advice for, for that would be to try your best to remain the same person like who Mm -hmm. you were even before you got the money you know what I mean like think about what were the things that you did before when you didn't have these resources when you didn't have all this money coming in I think if you kind of try to think of it that way um you stay a little bit more grounded with who you are and how resourceful you were before the checks started coming in you know so I would definitely give give anyone that's listening and and kind of going through it and maybe you're graduating um from college now I mean you know it's almost that time of year you're gonna start working you're going to start um getting a nice paycheck and it's going to be consistent Mm -hmm. so how do you kind of slowly navigate that and adjust accordingly but without um feeling like you have to do everything right now Yes. So that is that so place yourself. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. It's just like imagine that you you know you're getting a bunch of food and you just you don't really you shouldn't really assume that you're gonna get that much food again. So how do you, how are you gonna ration it out so that it can last as long as possible? You need to do that with every check. You need to pretend that you know this is how squirrels act. This is how there's so many. I mean, animals like we have to think about that. Like we're out in nature and we just take everything for granted. But like, what if, you know, that, that what you're used to getting doesn't come, you got You have to have a plan for how to be, you know, how to be able to function without that, um, relying on that money or relying on that person or whatever it is that you're relying on. Um, okay. So now I, w- I would love to know, cause it's, it sounds like you went and you had like a transformative experience that like your dad being sick and like a lot of different things in your life changing that made you realize, okay, I got to stop what I'm doing right now. And I need to become the type of person who prepares herself for the future, who kind of thinks more, um, wisely with money. Um, and then, but then what was the thing that made you decide that you wanted to take it into a public place and kind of make it investing Latina, make it a, a YouTube channel and an Instagram account, which is so funny. Like your memes crack me up. Um, always, every time you tag me in a meme, I'm like, oh, I'm ready to laugh. Um, to make it something that is relatable, youthful, like funny, the memes are just to make, you know, to get people to kind of like laugh a little bit, but also learn about these things that we don't learn it in school. Most of the time our families don't know. And so at the end of the day, if you could find a fun, relatable way to get people to engage with financial content, like great. And I feel like you've done that on your Instagram. You're building up your YouTube already so much in just the six, six or seven months that you've had it, which is amazing. But what really got you to the point where you decided, all right, you know what, I'm going to make this platform a thing and I'm going to like start investing more of my time to make this something that other people can participate in too, not just me. Yes. You know what I think it was, Yaneli, that made me really want to step out. It was the uh, relationship between money and shame that I felt Mm. for a very long time. So when I really 
thought about it and when I kind of reflected on the two years that I spent paying off debt and making all these sacrifices to really be at a place where I could be debt free, where I can be financially stable, where I cannot depend on, you know, that next paycheck and, and build up my emergency fund in case something were to happen. Um, I thought about how embarrassed I was and how much shame there was during that time and how I felt. So I thought about those feelings and I felt like I didn't want people to feel that way. And I didn't want people to think that because they were going through that and, and going through that transformation of trying to pay off debt and try to turn around their finances that they could not overcome it. So that was really the biggest point where um, I felt, you know, I want to share my story. I want people to know that it's possible, that you can do it, and you can go from ble- from being flat broke and tens of thousands of dollars in debt to investing and getting familiar with the market and understanding what different strategies there are to investing. So that's really what inspired me to to go out there, show my face and no longer be uh, hidden in the closet, paying off debt and being ashamed by it, but but talking about it proudly so that we can kind of take away these stigmas around money so yes. that, you know, we can be honest with ourselves. No one yeah. is perfect. We all make mistakes. There are going to be moments that even when you do recover, I know some people uh, pay off debt and then all of a sudden they spend a little while with no debt, but then they fall back into it. These things happen. They will happen. They can happen and you shouldn't feel ashamed by it. You shouldn't feel bad about it. What you need to really just do is stay conscious on what you, what your goal is. And if you don't want to continue falling into that uh, habit, then you definitely need to make changes and you kind of have to pivot. So that was really the thing that, that made me really want to start investing Latina. And I started off really with just the Instagram page and, and providing little like snippets, like I really enjoy talking about building credit because mm-hmm. in this country that is so important. I can yes. never ignore. No one should ever ignore how important credit is. Yep. Um, that's how I started. Really, um, that's how I started my YouTube channel too. All my first oh, few really? videos all about credit. My first like, if you just go back, back, back to like 2015 when I started, like my first probably like seven, eight, nine, ten videos were just focusing on credit, a little bit on budgeting, but mostly just how to increase your credit score, how to improve your credit, how to um, you know understand how credit works. Just like really getting people to understand credit because in and I saw that in my community, my family too, in my neighborhood it was like credit was a thing. Like if you had good credit, like that was unheard of. Everybody was struggling with credit. Everybody messed up their credit, and it was. It didn't make sense to me. Why? Why is every single person messing up their credit? It's, it's so I figured, okay, let me start with this because this is like an easy area where I know people need help and could yeah. also help them to be like the first, like their gateway drug into personal finance. Yeah, I love <laughs> like, that. Credit, come on in. Let's <laughs> learn about now. Let's learn about saving and budgeting and insurance and investing in taxes. But we'll start with credit. Yes, it's so true, and it. it I think that with that. With doing that and really talking to people about that, I had like these small credit groups, private groups online, and mm-hmm. people just kept sharing their stories. And And I love talking about the intersections between personal finance and, and mental health and how our yeah. emotions come into play when we make all of these financial decisions. Yep. So um, from there, the account kind of just took wind and grew and 
you know, I named it Investing Latino, which funny enough, Instagram would not allow me to because of the word investing. It was oh, wow. just kind of like, whoa, no, this 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 username is oh, wow. you, you got to go through this process. So I had to go through this process to even get it like approved. I know so it sounds crazy. That is crazy. Um, I didn't know Instagram does that. Yeah, I mean, I guess I and guess it's a good thing, right? Because you don't want all these thing. people on there talking about invest with me and give me all your money and I'll invest it for you, and then they erase the account and then scam the people. Scammers. So I guess it's a good thing, but yeah, I think crazy. it's definitely because of the 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 scamming community that's out there, which we have to be super careful yeah. for, especially people in our community, because we're constantly targeted, and uh, yes. you know when when you are kind of struggling, that's when a lot of people and corporations try to target you and try to get you into yeah. something that yeah, might not be vulnerable. the best for you. You're, you're, you're in a yeah. vulnerable place, you're vulnerable time, you're easy target kind of thing. Yeah, that's that's such a good point. Um, awesome. Yeah, but well, oh my goodness, it's just, I feel like you have so many gems. I want to, like, I have, like, all these individual questions that I want to ask, and I feel like it's going to take forever, but I know one that I really, really want um, to get at is, like, when, because when, you said that there was all the shame, there was all this fear, there was all of this, like, you know, you were scared even just about the amount of tens of thousands of dollars that you, that you had. What was like the very first step that you took? Because people out here listening that are like, I'm at that place and I don't even know where to start. Like, I, and I have videos about it too. So I'm sure like people that listen are familiar with my stuff can go back and watch that. But like every person is different. And I did it one yeah. way. I'm sure you did it a different way. What was your, like just your first attempt, your first step to try to, to do something different and to make a change? Yeah. I think that the first step is actually laying out your, your financial picture like drawing mm -hmm. it out and being real with yourself. Okay, this is everything that I owe. This is everything that I actually have in the bank. These are the investment yeah. accounts that I have and include your 401k. Someone uh, sent me a message or a question on Instagram yesterday saying, oh, some people don't think that 401k is investing. That's your money. Of course it is investing. Wow. It's money that came out of your check. So He's invested it in the is. So it is an investment. Wow, that's interesting. So I think that... Um, that helped me at the beginning because I did have my 401k and I felt like, you know, I, I do, I'm positive in certain areas. Like I do have yeah. some green hanging yeah, out well, over here. I just also have a lot of red right now. Yeah. <laughs> so but that was good that you looked at it, that you looked at it like holistically, like, yes, I have all this debt, but like, Hey, here's a bright spot. I am investing in my 401k. I've, I've, I've taken one thing, one step that was a positive step. So it's not all negative. Like, you know, some because some people they don't they can't find that like little that mm, little that light, and, you yeah. know, like, give them a sense of like hope and give them a sense of accomplishment and pride. I'm glad that looking at that 401k and at least seeing that you had at least started in up doing something in the positive uh, direction with your finances that that helped you in that way. So, yeah, I mean, it, it, it totally did. I recommend everyone to do it because. I would say majority of us, to some extent, either have an, a 401 or have some access to it. And if yes. you do have access to it, please go ahead and get started. I started with $50 a paycheck. Mm -hmm. You know, it was just $50 that I couldn't spend on shoes that weekend. <laughs> <laughs> so right. you can start small. And even to this point, you know, no matter how, how long you do it, you can still do, it, do a small amount because yeah. it's just going to add up. So yeah, don't exactly. worry about That's right. being super knowledgeable about everything. Worry just about getting started and right. getting yourself to um, make that move, you know? Mm -hmm. Yep. I love that. That's an awesome tip. I started the same but, way. 
just putting all my uh, numbers building in that picture i yeah. think sorry like i was kind of um saying building out or or drawing that financial picture for myself really yep. helped me see things for what they were you know yes. i saw things in in black and white in mm. red and in green the yep. negatives and the positives right. of right. the accounts that i had so yeah. if you can build your black white red and green picture you can actually see it for what it is and then slowly start taking steps and i think yeah. that thinking about your credit is a good step and how how that number can actually motivate you mm-hmm. to become debt free I yeah. think that was very helpful to me because mine was like I don't know I think it was like five fifty something crazy yeah. well, I bet because you had all that you had all your credit cards uh, uh, balances Max so out, girl. Yeah. <laughs> they I were, like, they I think the number done. number two thing on your credit is like how much of your credit card are you using so if your credit cards were maxed out the girl there's no way you had a good credit score at that time. Yeah. yeah, exactly. So you, you, if you look at that number, it kind of also motivates you, I think, to, yeah. you know, keep track of it. And it's, I think it's easy to become very obsessive about it, which mm-hmm. is not necessarily super healthy. I feel like I might have also gone overboard at certain <laughs> points because it, t- <laughs> because it kind of, um, you know, like I said, this, you're building this, you're, you're drawing out this picture of what your actual finances look like. And it could be a little bit depressing. And you're looking at it and you're like, Oh, my God, I have so far to go. Like, yeah, there's yeah. still so much debt that I have that I have to pay off. So, um, yes. you know, I think finding a balance would be healthy. I would also recommend, you know, that people find a little bit of a balance to not go too crazy. But you know, stay, stay, keep your eye on the prize and that's having a healthier credit score that's eliminating debt putting more into your investment accounts those those are the three things that I think I constantly thought about even at least on a bi-weekly or or even weekly basis to help me guide me to get to that to that point of being okay I paid off everything and now I can Mm -hmm. focus on investing that's awesome. I love that. That is, that's what more young people need to hear so that they realize it's possible for them to, you know, like we're yeah. regular young Latinas who yeah. didn't, come, didn't come from wealth. We didn't come from, you know, but we just taking small steps can make a big difference in, in the outcome. Yeah. Um, okay. Yeah, and I talk about small financial win. I will say yes, that because I that think that Instagram. no matter what part of your journey you're on, having a small financial win a day will keep you motivated. It'll Absolutely. help you see right. that you have accomplished something. You know, That's it's right. almost that same mentality of fixing your bed in the morning. It's that uh-huh. small thing that you did to really um, set the day up in a sense, or to kind of feel proud of yourself. When you don't do these small things, you you kind of feel down on yourself. So yeah. you can yeah. create a small financial win a day. And for me, small financial wins included calling credit card companies to ask for uh, decrease interest rates so that I would yep. save a little, even if it's just a couple dollars, I would still save. It would be uh, saving by not buying lunch every single day. Yes. Those are all small little I things. My lunch. Hashtag meal prep. I, I pack yeah. my lunch. I know. I know you love to meal prep. You're like, yes, listen, this is the it. plan. <laughs> Lunch, as especially in New York City, lunch is insane. I mean, if you spend fifteen dollars a day every day on lunch, and let, let alone that's just lunch. Don't mention breakfast and dinner. Like, right? That's a lot. Like, we're talking about a lot of money. So it just, you know, when people don't really think about it that way, sometimes you have to pull back and look at the big picture. Okay, you spent thousands of dollars on food thousands. this year, and you could have spent hundreds and packed it instead of 
thousands. Like that is a, such a big difference in your mind. When you actually see the numbers, you realize the big difference. Yeah. That it and is. something that you talk about as well on your page is like health. Yes. You, we want to take care of ourselves. Yes. You know, we want to try to stay as healthy as possible. Yeah. There are, of course, moments where we're going to be weak and, and go reach for that, like, Twinkie or something yeah, <laughs> whatever or Oreo that's kind of like my my vice I love me some Oreo cookies <laughs> but you uh you know you have these moments but overall being in a healthier place physically yes. is also yes. going to affect your finances such a huge that's such a huge point for me especially I mean and I think my family started to see that now because they at first so I was vegan for two years now I've been like largely vegan-ish diet but I also introduced more seafood again because I wanted like easier sources of protein especially when I'm traveling like if I go to an event a conference in another uh, state the, the hotel venue will offer food and it'll all just be like you know meat fish this that and then the only options that are vegan are like the bread the the pasta like with the, you know and I'm like okay then I'm just gonna be eating carbs and the whole point was to try to be healthy so I decided like okay I need to mix it up but for the times <laughs> I was like in a Dominican family, your family's looking at you like tuta loca, like you're crazy. Like we, our family is, is our culture is meat. Our culture yeah. is like you can't not. And so I think now with coronavirus and everything, my family's starting to like, oh, they're starting to look and be like, yeah. oh, maybe Janelle was on to something with this like healthy eating thing because, you know, now's a scary time and people that don't have good health are more likely to, you know, um, be, have a more negative reaction to coronavirus because of the pre-existing conditions. So I think now maybe, maybe now people will wake up more to financial health and physical health after this, this hopefully soon, after this corona stuff. Um, passes that people will be a little more awake and alert to it because I hope that's my that's like me crossing my fingers praying to baby Jesus please please let's make sure that uh, the population in our country realizes like how they need to be better after this wave like this is something that should be a wake-up call it's scary but it yeah. should also be a wake-up call I think yeah yeah exactly I think that you, yeah it takes certain things to mm -hmm. wake you up right, right. and this that's is right. a big wake-up call for so many of us on how important it is to um, take care of ourselves. Yes. And I think it's also going to impact the way that, in general, that we social distance. Yes. I think that we're going to step out of this once everything, when the fog clears up and we can kind of go back to our normal life. I think that it's also going to to just allow people to keep in mind, you know, how do we protect ourselves? How do we protect others around us, especially those that are more susceptible um, so yeah, I think I think that hopefully we can capture this from this time and and make these changes both from a health perspective and from a financial perspective. That's right, because we need to be saving more. That is absolutely true. Um, okay, I love all of that. One of the things that I want to do with um, with the show here and like with bringing guests on more is to have like a motto that you want to share with everybody. I don't know for those of you that. Um, that like if you listen to the Tim Ferriss podcast, which I'm a big fan, he always says um at in his show, like if you could put something on a billboard and everybody would read it, what would it be? And then also like Jesus and Miro, shout out to to uh you know that yeah, show that I also love. Right, they love Miro. Love it. They also do the same thing where they say there's a rainbow. What would you put on your rainbow? Or what would you put up on the bodega on the lights? Um, and so I wanted to do something similar. So for with us on the show, it's gonna be a little more money themed. So I'm gonna do on the dollar bill. You could take away where it says United States of America and put whatever you want the dollar bill to say. And that way, every time money circulates all around people's hands, they're touching it and they're looking at it. What is it that you want your dollar bill to say? 
uh, go ahead and and tell the people what your dollar bills. I love this idea. Like <laughs> I'm so into it. Thank you so much, and I can't wait to see it. I can't wait to see my my face on a dollar bill. Yeah, um, it's gonna say invest become powerful. Yes, invest become powerful. I love that. Oh, okay. I'm gonna definitely tag you so you can see your dollar bill and everybody out there. <laughs> For those of you who do not know Julie already at Investing Latina, Julie, tell them before we wrap up where they can find you. How can they reach out to you if you inspire them and they want to let you know? How can they do that? Yes, definitely find me on Instagram, Investing Latina. And I have my YouTube channel also by the same name, Investing Latina. Always reach out to me on there because I love to interact and help out as much as I can. I don't have any sort of programs or one-on-one -on -one coaching or anything like that, but I'm constantly in DMs with people because I love yeah. to help as many people as possible when I do, uh, you know, have the time to do it. And if you have recommendations on videos that you want to hear regarding investing, um, let me know. Just hop on there and leave me a comment, check out the videos and any way that I can help you, any way that Yaneli can help you, we're here for you. <laughs> Awesome. Thank you so much, Julie. Everybody check out Investing Latina. She's awesome. And uh, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Yes. Thank you, babe. Have a great day. Okay.